Hi, my name is Johannes Khadebe, and you are listening to the Bromley Bars. Hmm. The stunned silence before the start Fantastic. of the hundredth episode of the Bromley Bars podcast. Podcast. Of course, we have to put the podcast in there. We do, and I'm speaking unusually quietly there, which is a bad idea. Anyway, I am Darren Wheel of Intune PR. And Sidney I'll be that Bella Mariposa coaching. As you have been since the 4th of August 2021 and somewhat before that. Yes, absolutely. Do you know what? What a lovely intro to our Bromley Buzz with um, Johannes. Johannes Radebe, absolutely. Yeah. Star of Strictly and star of an episode of our podcast where he was mm. marvellous. And if you haven't heard that episode, they definitely need to go and check it out. He was so nice. Oh, he just got, had this spirit of energy, didn't he? Indeed. I just love the way he says buzz, 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 yeah. buzz. Because, um, <laughs> Can't imitate it. Yeah, that has confused a few people in their pronunciation mm. along the way. We got Ziggy Zipper at the end of the show and he was the same. Yes, mm. yeah, wait for that one. A lovely gentleman. And if you haven't seen that episode as well, mm-hmm. that's a real highlight that you had, wasn't it? One of them. Yeah, well, I only got a, a few seconds that I recorded with him, mm. but... Holocaust survivors are a vanishing commodity yes. and he was absolutely lovely. Uh, anyway, I'll come back to that later on. Um, yeah, so here we are at the Newman Flexible Workspace, one of our main haunts. It is indeed and we thought it would only be just, as they call it, is that the right word? Rel- relative? Just? What's that saying? To have it here. I'm looking for that saying, it's gone out my head. I can see the saying, but I can't say the saying if that's... I think this is the effect of us doing this on video, it's uh, causing nerves and apprehension. No, I, I, I don't, I don't have, have a problem with videos, that's probably you. That is me, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> why, why do you think I'm doing this with a mental health person, a mindset and wellbeing coach? I don't need you to fix me. Camera. So, um, yeah, no, I was just saying, it's just the right place to do it for a hundredth episode, it I is. think, you know. It fits the bill because the Newman Centre, Lee Thomas, has been really, really supportive of what we do with the Bromley Buzz. This is very and true. He's provided us the space to uh, record our episodes on many, many occasions. And as any um, Bromley resident will know, parking. Oh. And parking, absolutely. And on occasions, uh, unfortunately, they're not here, otherwise, we could have had them on our hundred. But maybe we could. Ah, I'm just thinking. Is this a cunning plan? No, I was just thinking uh, about uh, Jay and Amy, because they've been dying mm-hmm. to come back on the Bromley Buzz Indeed. as a host. Well, I don't know about that. More of a comedy duo, if you ask me. I think that's true, yeah. true. Yes, the, um, two lovely ladies who work here along with oh. Sarah, uh, Sarah, Sophie, Sorry. and there's another two ladies as well that work at the Dunshire, um office as well. By the way, while you're at it, you just mentioned Sarah, and in our pre-clip clip, I think, um, we <laughs> yeah. did a toast to her, didn't we? We did, we indeed. Do that again, since we yes, have our, let's do that. Always like for a echo to call upon. Chin Chin, this Sarah, is for Sarah Marsh Collins of Babel Monkey mm-hmm. Digital and Marketing, who came up with the Bromley Buzz name. Indeed she did, which has stuck like glue ever since. Uh, you know what, I remember though, as soon as I put this thing on LinkedIn, which is the first time I ever found public space. And the amount of people that immediately came on and suggested name suggestions. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Well, you're all wrong. <laughs> well, they're not wrong, are they? They just didn't make the cut. 
You can, do, like you, can, you, can, you can do understanding, I'm doing judgmentalism. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what makes it a mighty duo here. Mm. So, um, do you know what? In this episode, we're going to have uh, four lovely old clips kind of mentioned, aren't we? A couple of lovely new clips as well. Uh, oh, cool. mm. great. But um, I think we wanted to highlight some of our sort of favourites or special moments as well that we've had on the Bromley Bars. Mm. It was so hard to choose. I struggled. I really struggled because yeah. we've had some amazing guests. The you know I you know, no idea well. I'd have um, put in a couple of the children we've interviewed because mm. all of this is about the positives of Bromley, the diversity of it. Now, I could have chosen Alex from um, the Metro charity, who's at the time doing LGBTQ plus work with Casper, the autism charity mm. locally, um, but. You know, that one didn't quite make it in, into this, um, whereas... Um, but he's been mentioned. He has been and mentioned. And do you know what? And can I add well, to they that? they've been mentioned. They've I must been be mentioned. more precise there. But also, you know, just to mention, to add on the Casper help, um, mm. element, is that they are a chosen charity for the our Let's Talk Better campaign as well. Oh, it's funny, I didn't put that in the script this week. <laughs> but well done. There you go. You know well, I don't follow scripts. <laughs> No, I mean, they're, they're merely a sort of printed suggestion. It is. They're bullet points. Yeah. I think. Anyway, would you like to um, recount who we're going to have coming up later in the show? Yes. We're going to have Andy Woodman. Manager from, of Bromley Football Yes, Club. the manager of Bromley Football Club. A wonderful gentleman who I've also interviewed for my radio show, Mindset Matters. Then we've got Hannah, which is the Mayor of Bromley, the uh, Councillor Hannah Gray. So she's been a huge supporter as well of what we do. And then uh, the lovely Strictly Dancer. Well, there was a couple of them, three of them. Um, but this one we picked out was Kevin Clifton, I think, because that was also one of our first ones that we interviewed. Yeah. And uh, then the lovely um, MP Peter Fortune. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why I picked him. Um, but you've got your reason because it was kind of the same thing. You were quite mesmerised by it. You yeah. found it funny, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, not Okay, I won't say well, anything to I will say, say one thing, um, which is that his actual job is um, Bromley and Bexley's representative mm. on the London Assembly. Yeah. And I don't think Peter would mind if I said that a lot of his job is fairly tedious. Uh, that interview wasn't. No, it, it was totally what I didn't expect. I had this expectation of how it would be. And he was so chilled, laid back. I think it's also a record holder for the longest single interview we've done. Probably. Mm, Probably. Five minutes or something. Anyway, um, so have we mentioned that we are on Mondays, Channel Radio? Absolutely. Did we mention we it? haven't. We haven't. Now. So you can find us on Mondays, 10 a.m. on Channel Radio as well, mm -hmm. on the Business Bunker Show. Where Part you also it. have your Mindset Matter Show as well, Channel Radio. Yes. Yeah. It's getting a lot mentioned. Now, I know you've been dying to um, talk about this one because we had a competition, didn't we? And I'm not going to say any more, so go ahead, tell us, because you're the eager beaver about it, and also, you go there very often. Yeah, well, it involves food and drink, hence, so what's not to like? Hence, yeah. this has come from there, and I'm not going to say any more. Over to you. Absolutely. Uh, right, Laura's Love, the deli in Petswood, had our first competition for a hamper of food and drink, uh, and... The lucky winner of that in our first competition was a local lady called Helen McDonald. I'm swaying too much, aren't I? Yes, never mind. You um, might hypnotise our viewers. 
Yeah, or I might start bonking the table and making noise, which was a rookie mistake. We made in our first. What was <laughs> Thank the you, Steve. <laughs> impacting, impacting or nudging. I'm shifting over to. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Back to the competition. <laughs> oh dear, this has happened a few times. You listened to a pilot episode, right? Um, <laughs> Helen McDonald said on after receiving this. I was delighted to win this beautiful hamper from a shop I consider to be a real local asset, given the range of products at Laura Stocks, some of which can be hard to find elsewhere, the helpful and friendly staff, the eco-friendly products refills, and not forgetting the excellent coffee and tempting cakes and other products, uh, I'm going to throw in olive bread at that point, uh, for in-store or takeaway feasting. And I really wanted to get the Bromley Buzz answers right, well done, you did, the four MPs and their garlic butter brand. Um, to be in with a chance of winning this fab prize, so do um, invest time in it. Can hmm. I say you can. that garlic butter is divine? Because you were you were kind enough to buy me some, which lasted me a long time. I know yours got finished quite quickly, didn't you? Because you it absolutely did, love yeah. it. But I was just savouring it over months and months, and just kind of putting it a little bit here and a little bit there. It is really, really good quality. I invite uh, garlic farm smoked butter. Garlic mm. butter is what you had. Yeah. So, so well done. Mm. Well done to Helen McDonald. Mm. Yeah, I've got a picture I'm going to be putting on Instagram. I don't think you've even seen it yet. Of, no. um, of her with the hamper. No, I did. Oh, did? Briefly, briefly. Okay. Because I was um, travelling to Winchester when I saw it. I, not while I was driving, by the way. I stopped at the petrol station and okay. I kind of had a quick look and I went, oh, and that was it. You see, this is why I have the guide, the script. Memory like I said, some of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yes, we have our buzzes to do, don't we? We do indeed. Which we love doing. Um, we've got a joint buzz. We did. Um, round two of the Startup Bromley Pitch competition, where we were mm. throwing forward our ideas for them to invest uh, their money in us if we were chosen. Yes, uh, so this so. is the second time they've done that, Startup mm. Bromley. Uh, last year it was just the London Borough of Bromley. This time they've got together with Wandsworth and is it Greenwich, I believe? Yes, that's right. Greenwich, so a much bigger, wider competition and more contestants, shall yeah. I say, or contenders to compete against. It was quite fun um, to do, so to the stage yes. we're at at the minute. Yes, well, hopefully, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, we will know if we've made it onto the next stage. Mm. It's just nice to be nice. You know what, and it's a good experience, and it, do you know what I thought? It, it's time where it really gets you to kind of stop and think about your businesses out there. I mean, when we um, look at all the amount of small businesses owners out there, how often do they actually stop and reflect on where their business is, is going, what their why is, their purpose, um, where they're investing, because I've come across many people like myself, I've fallen into that category, where I haven't been great in actually understanding the finances, for one, about my business, so what's coming in, what's going out, and all those kind of elements are really, really important, and I think it's nice to be able to share that here. I would us. absolutely love to say that this is a strength of mine that um, uh, you don't have, but I don't have it either. What's that? The finance Finan side. Financial yes, grip. yes. Uh, I would never make an accountant. I'd be the world's worst. I'd be, yeah, terrible. I did try, well, I didn't try. I was kind of forced to go to an accountancy course when I was younger. Oh, you poor thing. Because um, I thought, it, my parents thought it would help. Um, I went to about two sessions. My mind just went, and that was it. 
So that, that's an interesting divisional <laughs> career path. One minute accountancy, next a professional ice dancer. Very varied. I've had a very varied career, but um, no. But the startup Bromley was definitely, definitely um, worth it, and it was good to see where other business owners are and why and what they're looking for. I'm sorry, how they're looking to grow their business in terms mm. of when they receive the competition money. Um, it also acts as a reminder of different forms of marketing mm. and sales. Well, and on top of that, um, the site of it, or the, the core of uh, the startup from mm. the operation is probably Central Library, mm. together with being in Hen and Alpington Libraries. And that was where our pilot episode was recorded as well. It was. Buzz, in the business lounge. Yes. Where people can go and lounge about their businesses even now. Oh, I like that, lounge about their businesses. Mm -hmm. There we go. So do you want to tell me, because you had a lovely weekend, which I couldn't come to. Oh, I did. Hang on. Um, uh, and it, it entailed lots and lots of lovely hunks, as I call them. Because I had to settle for Harry Potter. <laughs> we'll come to that later. Yes. But they they were quite a fit lot. And there we go. Here's um, the programme from... Uh, Westland Park Rugby Football Club and Colchester, and it was a big game because they were in a playoff. Well, not playoff. They were in a league game, but it was two games left. And if um, Westland won, then they would see. Or even your phone's excited. It was actually uh, my watch. Your watch phone. <laughs> Smart device. But anyway, Westland Park were playing in this significant game, and it was my first ever full rugby game I've watched. Spot the not rugby fan. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, it was very, very, um, uh, well, the, the spirit of it was really good. It does contrast rather favourably to football, it has to be said, given the sort of, um, oh, look, someone sneezed in my direction, I'm going to fall over. Uh, I'm part way through this game. So? Well, these days, sneezing is a bit of a no faux pas anyway. But no, um, <laughs> part way through the game, there was an up and under, one of the most famous things in rugby. Mm. So two players coming under a very high ball together, nobody else around them. Thud, crash, wallop. I mean, that, that was a heck of a collision. That's great, on that appears. Oh, thank you. Um, and all they did, after a certain amount of being dazed, mm. is get up, pat each other on the back, and get back on with it again. Okay. Uh, and not only that, um, the club won 60 points to 19, wow. uh, with nine well tries. And um, I'm going to go over to a fan's point of view on this one, uh, because we have, and I'm going, there we go, Graham the fan. Hello Graham, we're uh, pitch side at Westcombe Park and they're playing Colchester and what's that score I read over there? It is 60 points to 19. So you're a fan, have you been enjoying the game? Oh, I have, very much so. We needed two points for the rest of the season and obviously a win, which should be five points now, gets us the league win. Yeah, and it's only about a couple of minutes left with 40-odd points, isn't it? It is. It's, it's now coming to the last, hopefully, five minutes, four or five minutes. And this is it. It's party, and it means we have a dead rubber at the end of the season mm -hmm. against Sid Cup. And uh, obviously the party might be next week, but it could be this week as well. It's been a good game, this, hasn't it? It has, a very good game. Very skillful. It's, uh, um, after a disappointment last week, um, down at Tunbridge Wells where um, possibly we didn't play to our best um, this week certainly a lot better and obviously I think I hesitate to say but we can't lose now <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that threw me temporarily altogether. Oh, if you want to join in, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that bit out. <laughs> I could, but I may not do so. Yeah. There's a shy gentleman just turned up in our wake here, uh, and uh, oh, there's been a very high throw from a lineup just there, and um, oh, yeah, West Coombe are currently being uh, attacked. So they're not far off. Uh, but I think we've just won the. That's it. And that's it. The end of the game. We caught the moment. Oh, yeah, we caught. High the moment. five from the Bromley Bowl. There, <laughs> there we go. Hey. Sixty points to nineteen. A home win, five points, and guaranteed league champions. Enjoy next season in a higher league. Thank you very much. Hope to see you again. Thank you for your time. And I'm going to slide straight across after this from Graham the fan um, to. Uh, the captain of the club, Harry Hudson, who I caught coming off uh, the pitch at the end as well. And that, that was a lot of fun. And by the way, they have been in a regional league, the Regional South East 1, which are now champions, and they're going to be moving up to a national league after this. That's Fantastic. quite exciting. And oh, a shout out to uh, Raf Dutter, who is the player of the match. But anyway. Oh, wow. When's the next game then? Because I'd love to come along. Uh, the next game is actually next week. I think it's the last one of the season. Okay. Mm. I think that might be, a, it's either at home or at Sid Cup, but I think it might be at home. Oh, that's not too far. Mm. Nice. They've got a dinner as well. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Anyway. Did you know I used to play rugby? Did you? No. No, I did not. Oh, I did. I bet I you could skate your way past people. I could. Mm. But guess what? Everybody yeah. continued to grow, and I didn't. Yeah, but you could have been the sort of um, no, small no, 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 fry no. half type. They you? were like, growing mm. you know everybody was growing a lot bigger than me and um my coach turned around and said see now i think it's time that you maybe divert to a different career in sports or take up another sporting interest and that's when i went to netball and i loved it i became i played uh the central position mm -hmm. which you get to go everywhere except in the goals and i became team captain so it was wonderful it worked out all swimmingly in the end Thank you for the ability for me to sag nicely into the Harry Hudson interview now, because he was and is the captain. And uh, as I say, I caught him afterwards, and uh, here's Harry. Hello, we're next to the pitch, and you've just won. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Who are you, by the way? Give us your uh, I'm Harry Hudson, um, captain of Westcombe Park, and yeah, played back row. There so, must yeah. be a lot of tries today. Did you score any of them? Yeah, I got one. Got one. Yeah. Set a couple up as well. Yeah, thank you. Yep. So what's this mean to you? I just saw uh, a very happy pose of everybody under the post. Yeah, I think it's well deserved. Um, for a few of us, this is my third promotion. For some people it's four and stuff like that. But it's always nice to see so many young lads get their first one and stuff like that. And yeah, man. So I think it's good. It's you know part of Hasbilla's army and all this. So yeah, it's a good thing we've got going down here. Nice. So how are you going to celebrate? Uh, I'm, nah, we've got another game next week. So I'm going to have a nice bath and get ready for next week. Jokes, now I'll go for beers. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. There we go. Lovely. Sometimes these links are a little tricky each week, but you set me up nicely there. Yeah, no, it's absolutely wonderful. Do you know what? While you were out there oozing over the rugby players' thighs and games and their bods. It's not quite the interpretation I put on it, but it'll do. Well, it was off there. <laughs> <laughs> now, while you were there enjoying mm. the wonderful game um, that they did so well in, I was in Winchester, I took a trip down there for my nephew's birthday, sixth birthday. He had a lovely Harry Potter theme. Mm -hmm. uh, we had smoke machines, we had Harry Potter entertainment, some of the children dressed up, of course my niece and nephew did. 
Uh, my sister made this absolutely gorgeous, divine uh, vanilla marzipan cake with um, Dementor and the Albatross and Harry Potter. It was just, she's so creative. Hats off to her. She mm. gets more and more talented. Every year she tops up her birthday cakes. Well, you showed me the, well, I can't remember what it's called now. What's the, uh, oh, Patronus, that's the word. Patronus. The Patronus made out of sugar. Yes, the that Patronus was, really was made out of sugar. And then there were other parts that were made out of rice paper as mm. well. Incredible, absolutely incredible. So yes, I was surrounded by 21 children, crazed about Harry Potter. But a wonderful weekend it was. Yeah, well, so that was my birth. I, I love a bit of Harry Potter too, so I would have enjoyed that too. Yeah. Were I not watching a load of people making interesting grunting noises and running up and down and <laughs> saying, saying some things that I'm not going to put into the episode. <laughs> Do you know what, actually, speaking again, you know, you mentioned rugby again. Mm. I would love to um, go down and maybe interview uh, a couple of the rugby players around uh, the mental health side of things and well-being for my Mindset Matters show because, uh, you know, the elite sports people, uh, the impact, how do they face challenges, injuries, if they're coming out of that career. Because there was a gentleman, oh, I've forgotten his name now, who had a career and then ended up um, in a wheelchair um, from all the injuries, unfortunately, and that whole transition, how it impacts the family. So that would be, you know, absolutely wonderful to educate the wider community. Well, I'm sure they would be up for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what else has been tickling your buzz? <laughs> well, yes. one, one thing, I do like a show and tell, but this is going to be a show and can't, or can't show and tell, uh, because I left the issue of Record Collector at home. In my PR identity, oh, I was no. working with a, a publisher, and uh, book was reviewed in the latest edition of Record Collector, which is sitting happily on its shelf at home. But anyway, nevertheless, getting into a, a magazine like that, um, okay. I think I mentioned earlier on about you and fixing minds. Um, mm -hmm. That may not be quite the right term, but you help people yes. with mental issues. Um, one of the things about PR, if you get people into things and you get them publicity, it kind of cheers them up. And it cheers mm -hmm. me up every time I do it as well. So, yeah, Record Collector, Classic Rock, that was fun. Yeah, mm. that can be amazing. I love records, as you know. And you still need to get into my attic, don't you? Yeah, that was a, a verbal slip up from the pilot show, which um, you have to be there. <laughs> can I, can I um, talk about PR? Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, this was going to be initially a PR podcast. Uh, you lost bringing things on me. And along the way, I was also talking to my friend Michelle Hatcher. I met up on Friday. Mm -hmm. That's another buzz, by the way, because I have lunch with her. She's lovely. And uh, we were going to do a, a podcast called Stories from the Lighthouse, which is about um, the... AIDS um, epidemic mm. and about the transfusion disaster and about the way people were treated and all of that kind mm -hmm. of thing because there's due to be a commemoration and that never actually got off the ground in the end uh, and the other one I don't know thinking about doing a PR podcast mm -hmm. and then we came up to the Priory Live Festival um, in 2021 and I thought hang on a minute there's no communications chat channel mm -hmm. much left in Bromley we got you on BBC Radio London, speaking mm -hmm. about it, because what were you doing at Priory Live that time? I was emceeing. Yeah, which you may have done twice. I've done twice, and it's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And I'm still in contact with many of the singers and musicians, and uh, they've been on my radio show. Um, we had one of the young men 
uh, or young lad, shall I say, come to our Let's Talk Better campaign. And he blew a few socks off, didn't he? And you know what, though, this is probably a good time to, to mention what's really at the heart of the Bromley Buzz. Because mm. there's a heart at the heart. It is, yeah. We absolutely. love sharing the good things and the good people in our community. Yeah, what's going on, uh, the successes, even the struggles, mm. but how they become successful. It's that supportiveness in the community, you know, especially small businesses. Yeah, you know, back to the Let's Talk mm. as well, when we had that event last Friday. And we had the talking topic section, mm -hmm. which you named. We may not have named Bromley Buzz that, but you named that section. Talking there. topics, yes. One of them was positive news. <laughs> uh, or the lack of the it. The lack of it, yeah. yes. And we're sitting here doing this week in, week out, and we're going to carry on. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, talking about positive news, um, supporting the community, uh, small businesses, one of my buzzes lately I've had is... Uh, Another small business person, Chandra Sharma of Elmcroft uh, Business Services and myself, and we have, both of us together are the founders of the People Skills course, as mm. you know. And we have, as small businesses, it's a struggle, but we have managed to seal a deal with a company called Flinder in London. And we will be coaching and providing training for their accountants, data analysis, managers, and CFOs for mm. the next five to six months. So we're super, super buzzed about that. Congratulations to both of you. Yeah. Well deserved. Yes. So, it, it, yes, things are looking better. They're on the up. Well, what you're doing now is really important. I'm uh, a person that's very experienced in internal and corporate communications, mm -hmm. and I'm very well aware of the impact of toxic workplaces. Yeah. I'm very well aware of, even if you've got a reasonable atmosphere around, nevertheless, there is a, a level of teamwork that you can get to which is just so good for productivity and so many businesses lose out on it. I was talking to somebody just the other day from a dysfunctional business. Mm. Uh, I know them, they are, uh, and it was reminding me of just how dysfunctional they are. Uh, and you know what, if, if the person had the mind for it, I'd be recommending you in there, but they don't have the mindset for it. Absolutely. Mm. Um, there was one thing I wanted to mention because we were talking about um, earlier on. I'm kind of um, backtracking a little bit. We were talking about uh, Startup Bromley and we were talking about, you know, we want to mm. share with the community what's going on. And one of the things that n there needs to be more of, and this is why we're here and we do what we do, is helping businesses know what's out there. Because I've been recently talking to quite a few small businesses. They didn't know about much about the Startup Bromley. Um, competition. They didn't know about the Enterprise Nation funding that's been um, given and that we had to, we had to apply for, which was on the twenty sixth of. That uh, kept me up late, didn't it? It did keep me up late. It was last minute, honestly. Mm. I only found out the day before. It kept Sarah up as well, by the way. But then, you know, things like that are so important to small businesses. Um, we want to be kind of the point of communication for them to be able to have access to this. Well, it's better than that in a way because it's not just about businesses. Um, we're also Sorry, talking all of the time about opportunities for individuals, yeah. for charities, for people who are in public institutions like schools. You know, you listen into the Bromley Puzz long, long enough, you'll have heard about just about anything that moves around here that's good and that you might be able to get into that's useful. Um, you know, there'll be people here who don't even know about the existence of Community House about yeah. Community Links Bromley, uh, and that's kind of a hub for the local charitable 
side of things. Mm. And there's just such a lot of things like this that are underutilised and that we're helping to remedy little by little. Oh, what's that? Yeah, you, you just triggered a thought in my head when you said underutilised as well. Mm. You know, since the pandemic as well, um, a lot of office spaces have been emptied out around Bromley. But I didn't realise, actually, till recently, how many of those office spaces or buildings of uh, workspaces for hot desking mm. or going to do communal working space like here at the Newman Centre or Devonshire where you've got the Business Excel Centre, you have uh, Contingents Works, but there's so many others. Mm. So isn't Bromley a great place for outside businesses to come here and work? Yeah, you're close to central London, it's a very green borough, it's on top of the M25, the list goes on. Excellent uh, transportation links, absolutely mm. wonderful. Right, um, anything else that's been buzzing for you? Well, I think this might be the time to throw in one of our retrospectives. Yes. Mm. Goal! I'm not sure what to do. Ah! So that's, <laughs> that's like the, the, uh, the Wembley crowd, FA Trophy. Uh, 2022, we were there, Bromley's, Bromley Football Club's first major trophy. Absolutely. Manager Andy Woodman, who we'd interviewed beforehand. Yeah. And this is the... And after chosen. as well. Yeah, and after. And you had him on one set, Matt, bless him. Yes. Lovely, lovely man. So deserved it. And we've chosen a clip to run here, which is when we caught him a bit left field with... Mm. What, what do you what do you think uh, you'll do if you win? How are you going to celebrate? And yes. uh, it was one of the best answers we've had to any yeah. question on the show. Absolutely. So, Andy. Well, I'm, I've got one more question before I hand over to Z. But um, Zena is a mindset and uh, well-being coach, and I'm sure she would say that you need to vision your success in order to help get it. So, <laughs> what I'm going to you in this week. You need to do my questions for me. Calm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me down anymore, I'd have been horizontal. <laughs> so the, the, the question I have related to that is, if you do win, have you any idea how you personally will celebrate, Andy? Ha! <laughs> um... Do you know what? I'm going to give you a real honest answer here. I have thought this through a little bit uh, in that romance I have every now and again when I'm on my own. <laughs> uh, a bit emotional because it, it means so much to everyone else. It, 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 for me, I, I know people think I'm just saying that. For me to watch everyone else enjoying it, that is my celebration. For me, I'm, 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 I'm a, quite an open character. I wear my heart on my sleeve. But I want this so much for everyone else. Of course, I want it for myself as well. But I'm kind of secondary to this. I want the whole team, the staff and the people of Bromley, those people that are coming to support us and the ones that can't get there. I want them to really be proud of what we've done here. Um, and I, I said to the I said to players on many times, you know, in the playoffs last year, create your own history, create your own legacy. Because if we are to win this game, we'll be the only team that's ever done it in Bromley's history to win a Wembley player final, a Wembley, sorry, trophy final. I know from my own experience, you always get invited back to that club as some sort of hero. And there's nothing nicer than that. I'm on the Friday before the game, I'm going to a 25 year anniversary dinner at Northampton where we won the player final. That's 25 years ago. We still get invited back by people. And I wish I could just show the boys, this is what comes of it. 
when your career's long finished and you, you it's a memory of you tell people you used to play football and then you get invited back and people have those lovely memories it stays with you forever and that's the bit i wish i could can and say to people look this is what i've done uh, and this is what the outcome is of it these people are still inviting me back because we created a bit of history uh, and that to me if i see these people do this i'll be looking at these players particularly and thinking you guys have no idea that you're going to be invited back to this football club forever in a day. Yeah, that, that was such a it's lovely beautiful. day. Um, Can I say as well yeah, that he gives the best hugs? He's, uh, he's kind of kind of bear-like, isn't he? Yes, he's, but you know what? He's so down to earth, and his players mean so much to him. So so much to them. Ah, talking of whom, did you spot on social media? Oh, this is the spot on social. There we go. <laughs> Maybe. It's all right. We'll get did, you, did you see um, Zidane Mia? Yes, I did. He's on the football pitch again. He is. Yes. Had I've been following earlier, him. An earlier interview. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well only a little bit. Jump in. Uh, Zidane is a player with, if I remember the name correctly, Rayo Vallecano in Spain. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was on the under 23s at Romney Football Club at one time. Just before the pandemic. Mm. He was signed up. And then he got injured as well, unfortunately, from the poor chap. But he's now back on the pitch. He's also the son and the owner of the Champagne Restaurant. Yes, who's won the West, the Western branch won the awards, the London Curry Awards, for the best southeast, I think it was. Yeah, and uh, we're not badly off around here. Copy Salon, best London suburbs, British Curry Awards yeah. as well. Yeah, um, yeah food, food's really good in Bromley. Anyway. You know, speaking of Zidane, he, you know, you mentioned him. He is a wonderful young lad, a Bangladeshi. Mm. He is really recognised within his community, doing phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal work. And um, he has a really different outlook to how he wants football seen and uh, how it needs to be more valued and appreciated and coming away from the stigmas around it. But yeah. it's great to come from, to come from a local place in Bromley. That's one of the things we do find, that some of the people we interview actually uh, inspire us. Mm. So he's definitely one that's affected you that way. Mm. Um, there was a bit when you were interviewing Kevin Clifton. Oh, uh, we'll yes. come on to that later, yes, because yes. we're not going to run it too far out of the sequence. <laughs> but we were talking with him uh, about mental health issues and people in uh, professional dancing and he really opened up about that and about the fact that at one point that he nearly shut down his career because of the stress of it all before he went into a show called Burn the Floor. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a hard one but it was really, really insightful uh, and beautiful to talk to him and um, connect on the same level because mm. I completely resonated with him. Yeah, but we were there to kind of uh, interview him for the uh, Churchill, yeah. um, the Churchill. But we did get onto the subject of mental health. I always do. Well, I will give a little uh, shout out to the Churchill Theatre at this point. Yes. Along with um, Mayor Hannah Gray, they've been one of the most supportive uh, local organisations in the life of uh, the Bromley Buzz, mm -hmm. and uh, we're grateful for it. Yeah. No, I, I, I was actually saying to somebody recently you know have you been to the Churchill Theatre and they're like oh no we don't really go much and I'm like it's right at your doorstep you know and I kind of mentioned a few shows that we've seen and re the most recent one the Blood Brothers and they're like the Blood Brothers was here I'm like yes you don't have to go all the way to the West End no, and spend really. a fortune <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and dust off a mm. quote rather than playing it but it was, it was we've been doing the 
podcast for about three months at a time mm -hmm. and you wonder, you know, are you going to carry on? And of course we have. But it was kind of a decisive moment for it. We were interviewing um, Keith, the trustee of Bromley Digital yes. Theatre, in the dressing room, dressing up the room mm -hmm. uh, of the theatre, which I loved. But at one point in that interview, he said, uh, I meet people who tell me that they've been in the borough for 40 years mm -hmm. and they've never heard of the Bromley Little Theatre. And he talked about the fact that it was a crying shame that was the yeah. case. So the fact that we're here talking about Bromley Little Theatre, the Churchill Theatre, Theatre 62 in West Wickham, mm -hmm. um, we interviewed Eddie Reeves MP in the Bridge House Theatre in mm -hmm. Penge, um, Chelsfield um, players um, went to um, the game the other day. Farnborough Dramatic um, uh -huh. Society um, or Association, but it's there if you look for it. And if you if you can't look for it, listen to us. Absolutely, I couldn't have said it better. There we go. Ah, in fact, I might use that as a quote before us going forward. There you go. Mm. Um, yeah. Sorry, I had I was going to say something. No, it's gone out of my head, but that's okay. Can I fill in while you just in case it um, comes back while I'm doing it? One of my other favourite moments now. Oh, that's it. I remember now. Yeah, when excellent. You, you interrupted me. Wonderful. One of the when, icons of the show. But politely. Um, when you, because you said, because obviously I'm used to being in a dressing room and coming from a show business background, you said you absolutely loved being in the Bromley Little Theatre backstage in their dressing room. What was it that you loved about it? What was it that you One saw? One thing. It was <laughs> hairspray tins. Video yes. 5, I think it is. The room was absolutely chocker with them. So I think they were doing Hairspray or some other wiggy type of show at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I do love going back. There was a few fishnets lying around as well. I didn't notice them. Oh, okay. Uh, to be fair, I mainly notice them if they're actually on someone. And, um, <laughs> and I've done it. I've, would you say, what, what would you summarise? A favourite moment? A horrible, I don't know what you put it. Me dressing up as Frank and Thurston when we went to the oh Rocky my Paris goodness, show. and you were dressed up pretty highly as well. I, I thought that was a real highlight for me. It was because you spoke about dressing up, but I never imagined <laughs> the extent you would dress up to, and I thought it was absolutely wonderful. If a thing's worth and you really came out your comfort zone as well, it's not something you would do, and you know, all for the Brimley Buzz. And you experience it. Well, I'm a publicist. I mean, you got, this How is many publicists do you know that dress up as Frank <laughs> uh, Zero, to be honest exactly. with you. Um, and plus, most of them are actually women. I don't know why this is, but most of the publicists I know are ladies. Okay. Yeah, so they don't really need to dress up as Frank. But okay. no, it was a lot of fun. And oddly enough, it, it just made a difference because... I had a whole series of women coming up and congratulating me, and one, one or two of them said, oh, you look better than I do. I was like, no. Well, I think a couple commented that you look better than the actual Frank Furter mm. on the stage. Um, That's saying something. Oh, uh, who we interviewed as well, might I? But, um, no, I, I, by the way, ladies, uh, heels, I don't envy you. And so, and tights. And tights, yeah, which landed immediately. I put them on in the changing room of Marks and Spencer's and in the Glades first. You don't have any nails to ladder them like I do. No, that's true. Yeah, no, so it's, you can it's see just how delicate rip. they are. Mm. Yeah. Right, so uh, shall we go into some news then? Or we no, do no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and remember the thing I was going to do before I got interrupted. Oh, yes, sorry, I did interrupt you. And I but please, no, no, you've done a brilliant job there. I really can't remember. 
it will, sure it will come, come back later. It will come back. But anyway, the Frankenfurst thing was a lot of fun to talk about. Right, what would you like to go into? Well, I would like to go into the news mm. and talk about what's on. So we've got a few things. Um, shall I start off with a couple? And yeah, then okay. the rest? So Life in Bromley and Orpington, March issue. Uh, spinning chairs, Loretta Wright. Yeah, these are some. Now, of, these are kind of your words, so you're gonna have to expand on that one. Yeah, for so, me. some, if not all of these, are a little bit, um, not all of them, a bit retrospective. Mm. So, we interviewed Loretta Wright when she announced on our show that she was going to be creating Life and Bromley magazine oh, yes. as well. Yeah. But afterwards, and um, I don't think Lee Thomas got upset about this, even if he's even heard the episode to know, but we had a lovely time spinning in the <laughs> spinning chairs. Oh, yes. Spinning chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I get it. I yeah. remember. And we had some Prosecco too. Yeah, I know. That wasn't on there, but it was fun. And it's, yes. a, it's a nice buzz memory. Because it's like, uh, a lot of the fun is behind the scenes. I've just remembered the thing. The thing I was the going thing. to say. Yeah. One of my highlights as well was interviewing the president of um, Bromley Blackheath Harriers at Norman Park, oh. Bromley Brown. And Dina Asher-Smith was training in the background and whizzing around that's by the right. speed of light. Yes, that's That right. was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. There's lots of moments. We could be here forever. Mm. I better take the next one because it's a link. Which yes, please do. At all. No. But the South London Press newspaper has referred to the pit stop, which um, I promised you we'd go in there ages ago and we never have yet. But it's in Royal Parade in Chislehurst. It's a micro pub and florists. And it's a lovely little place, very dog friendly, mm. and it's been uh, acclaimed as finest for real animals and ambiance, uh, presumably in London. Um, but a great place. We've, in fact, let's prioritise it. Let's go there fairly soon. I think so. Yeah, it's one of the only places I've ever drunk a beer in because I don't like stuff normally. Yes, you don't. You're not a beer drinker. They do wine. Mm. Mm. Okay. And um, what's this mention about the uh, Hemsley Conservation Centre? Uh, that's actually a little um, tip of my hat to the Chislehurst Life magazine, um, which we were in in the, in, the, in the current issue, actually. And so thank you to them for that. But I discovered for an older issue of them the existence of the Hemsley uh, mm -hmm. Conservation Centre, uh, which has got uh, lemurs and... Um, we're on the lemurs again. Uh, yeah, lemurs, <laughs> tapir, meerkats, um, various animals. All too many of them endangered, and it was a lovely place to go. And this is part of the, why the media is important because you discover stuff. I've never heard of it until I've mm. been in there. Absolutely. Mm. Then we've got something happening in Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Chelsfield Village Voice, the new March issue. Yes, um, and that is that uh, the Chelsfield players, who I mentioned earlier on, mm -hmm. have on the 20th of March to the 1st of April a production of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that'll be Prosecco with a twist to make you really hairy and uh, go. How's it going there? Excuse me. I think we should do that. I was, I was thinking about something yesterday in connection with good cop and bad cop for some reason. Maybe we could dress up and you can be ultra classy Mr. Hyde, I think it is, and I'll do Dr. Jekyll, whichever one it is, way around. No, Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde is the evil one, isn't he? I think. I always get confused about that. I get confused. But anyway, if you don't want to be confused, go to them and see it at the Chelsea Players. There you go. go. Problem solved. Hmm. 
Open to First Magazine, Orpington May Queen calling for new recruits. So grab the magazine. Have you, got, have you got the magazine with you? That's a good question. I love it how you put a note on there to say C Magazine. So can you remember? Oh, actually, yes, I do. I was looking at the wrong magazine there. It's Orpington uh, First. This is the way. There we go. That's, that's Orpington First, people. And um, let's have a look. There you go. Orpington May Queen calls for new recruits. Local community group set up some 74 years ago to keep up May traditions in inviting local children to take, uh, be part of the celebrations of 2023. Um, with spring fast approaching, planning for this year, crowning ceremonies well underway, and the Orpington May Queen are calling for more budding dancers to get involved. Amazing. Through the Easter holidays, uh, the Orpington May group will learn several traditional maypole barn dance dances using the same straps and music as children three quarters of the century before them. The dance will be performed on Crowning Day in Orpington Priory Gardens, 2pm on the 29th of April, as well as the effects and fairs over the summer. Former Orpington May Queen and current dancer teacher Sarah Baker said Orpington May Queen is a wonderful seasonal activity for children who love to dress up and dance. We're looking for both boys and girls aged 5 to 11 years old to learn a range of traditional maple dances during the Easter holidays. Do you know what? I might take this along when I go to my schools mm. and see if it's going right. to be of interest to them. Yeah, so parents whose children might um, like to join the Orpington May Queen <clears throat> can email orpmayqueen at gmail.com. So that's orpmayqueen at gmail.com or visit www.orpingtonmayqueen.co.uk for more details. Yeah, and it's I've fantastic. been I've been to these. Have you? I've been to one in um, in the Priory Gardens and. It's just such a beautiful, uplifting, lovely thing. It's and it's surrounded by spring flowers and all that as well. Oh, Marvellous. Definitely. We should go. We should go. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be put into my diary. I'm just checking. Can you remember another time when you dressed up for the Bromley bus? I'll give you a clue. Santa Dash. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do it last year, but we did it the day before. We did, indeed. We did, indeed. Yeah. And we oh. finished. <laughs> I had well, doubts about that. You know what? We've been mm. talking about uh, Kevin Clifton. Yeah. Earlier on, and I think it's probably time to hear a little clip from him, don't you? Absolutely. Okay. Kevin Clifton from the Burn the Floor production is heading to uh, the Churchill Theatre on Sunday, the 6th of February. Welcome to the Bromley Bus. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Not as excited as we are, I suspect. I know. Yeah, <laughs> hometown. Yeah, we're, we're both fans anyway, and uh, especially Z Max. So I'm handing over questions. You're going to hand you. it over to yeah. me then. So, um, yeah, I, you know, there's so many questions I want to ask you. But first of all, why don't you tell us a little a bit about the show itself? So, Burn the Floor, um, originally it started, um, it's nearly 25 years ago now. Um, it actually came to be, it was at um, Elton John's birthday party. Um, I'm not sure which, like a 50th or something like that. And he um, he decided that he wanted to have some ballroom dancers at his birthday party. And um, this was sort of before Strictly Come Dancing. So it wasn't like a sort of a big fashionable thing to have ballroom dancers around at the time. But he wanted a load of ballroom dancers. And um, 
there's never really been anything like that at that point. Uh, everything in the ballroom world was about competitions um, mm -hmm. or exams, and, and there wasn't any sort of theatre for, for ballroom. Um, so it didn't really exist. So um, someone just grabbed a load of sort of ballroom competitors, got them in a room and said, do you want to put something together? Put, put a few numbers together and you can perform at Elton John's birthday. So these dancers went there and it, apparently it went down such a storm, like everyone loved it, mm. that a producer went, there's definitely something in this. Uh, we, should, we should get this and put them on stage and make a show out of it. Um, so they put them in rehearsals and that show became Burn the Floor. And it sort of, in the beginning, it was, it was this massive, great big production um, that toured around and it was really successful. And I remember when, when, I, was, when I was younger, I had like the VHS video of it that I used to watch all the time. VHSs. No, I'm showing my age. And then um, one, of the, one of the main dancers, um, a couple called Jason Gilkiston and Peter Roby from, uh, from Australia, um, they decided to sort of take it on um, and take it further and, and create a new show. Mm -hmm. And they stripped right back and went like, why don't we create the sort of edgiest thing that we can and really push the choreography and use uh, influences from different styles of dance and, and that kind of thing and mm -hmm. made a new show out of it. And then since then, it's been a, it's been a dance company that's been sort of, the show has been evolving and evolving uh, throughout the years. And um, I joined in 2008 when was sort of giving up the competition world uh, I didn't have any love for the competition world anymore and I didn't really know what to do I was actually sort of giving up dancing and um okay. and Jason and Peter said to me why don't you come out to Australia and see what we're doing over here with, with burn the floor and uh I did and and that kind of saved my dance career really like I, I was ready to give up but burn the floor sort of inspired mm -hmm. me to keep going and um I joined in 2008 We've been on a real ride of like 2009, we did Broadway, 2010, we did West End um, and we sort of toured all over the world. And then obviously with sort of Strictly and things like that, that kind of like took over my life in, in, in different areas. But I always get hooked back into Burn the Floor um, every, every now and again to, to do another tour with them because um, it's just two hours of, for me, the best ballroom and Latin dancing in the world with, with some of the most insane dancers who are, who are constantly striving to push the boundaries as, as yeah. much as possible. That was wonderful. It wasn't a show though. That, that remains the best thing I've seen, seen since the Bromley Buzz started at the Churchill Theatre, the Burn the Floor show. It was, yeah, it was fantastic, special. it really was. Mm. It'd be great to get him back on the show at some point in the future. Yeah. Nice by the way, thank you for taking me to that burlesque night as well. Oh, that, that yes. Was, that was fun. That was a very mm. good night, wasn't it? That was your little treat. Indeed, including a Bromley-based burlesque, as it turned out. Mm. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Um, another great one that we actually both enjoyed was the interview with MP um, Peter Fortune. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? Indeed. But there was a particular part, well, one of my favourite bits, I have never been serenaded to. <laughs> no, and it was the first time ever, and I was like, "Oh my god, it was wonderful!" And from Shakespeare at that. From Shakespeare, yes, Romeo and Juliet. I was like, I was up in the balcony, and he serenaded to me. Yeah, because Peter is a former actor. He is, and we invited him to reprise a role. So here we go. Yeah. Um, and then I did all sort of manner of things. Really, I, I, I was in the military for a bit, which um, was was unsuccessful. I don't like mud or loud noises and the, the army specializes in that so we agreed to part um spent some time in the theater in a kind of sideways move so mm -hmm. i was 
acting for, for a good many years, which I had, that was great fun. Um, all around the world doing that. Puck, wow. um, Romeo. I was in Macbeth a good few times. Um, At last, we've got Zena Romeo. <laughs> Well, I'm a perfect Juliet, I must and say. There's a balcony, absolutely. Yonder window break. That's the point of the opportunity for later. It is, absolutely. I'll scream the lines from the bus car park. It's nowhere near as romantic as Darren's sitting out. I don't know how you're going to come up to the balcony, but... Slowly. I suppose I can provoke you into a little soliloquy or anything out of the acting. What would you like? Well, Romeo would be nice. Yeah. Oh, gosh, this goes back years. But um, what did, what did Romeo do? Well, the Juliet scene, I'm going to get some of this wrong, but it, but soft, what, like, three under window break? It is the east and Juliet is the sun of the moon. Arise, fair sun, and arise, fair sun, and kill the envious yes. moon, who is already sick and pale with grief that thou her maid art far more fair than she. Oh, my heart. Have that, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a man in my life anymore. <laughs> By the way, what did you say? Did you um, descend from your balcony to him or, or go off into the sunset? I'm sure he said he was married. I think I just went <laughs> off on my own into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you think about it. If I remember correctly about Romeo and Juliet, I think, don't they both die, I think, at the end? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert there, folks. Do you know what? Speaking of which, I'm not sure. Something vaguely I'm remembering. I don't know if there's a production or a show or something coming out or maybe even a TV programme. Mm where they're looking at Romeo and Juliet, what would have happened if they hadn't died? Oh yes, there is. I think it might have been called Juliet. Is that what it's called? I think it is, yeah. I, I vaguely can I know, apparently it's a really big smash. Yes, we uh, need to um, kind of do a bit more research on that, investigate. Because mm. that would be interesting. What if they never died? What would have happened? Mm. Do you know what? I think everyone should um, tweet in their thoughts. The world would be full of more little capulets. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Um, Should we do our final clip at this point? What do you think? Yeah. Well, it's not quite final because the final one is actually the out one. But um, uh, as mentioned earlier on, uh, Mayor of Bromley, Councillor Hannah Gray, has been um, very good to the show. It's a beautiful day in Bromley, and we're in the Mayor's. Would you call this a suite, Hannah? Um, It's the the Mayor's uh, parlour. The oh, newly um, crowned, that could be a word, <laughs> perhaps not, uh, Rhoda, perhaps, uh, Mayor of Bromley. Thank you for inviting us to join you today. I'm delighted that you're here because, you know, I'm a big fan of the buzz and it's great. I mean, this is only the second interview that I've done since I was inaugurated last night and I am really thrilled to be talking to you guys because it's great we can get the word out there about the kind of things we want to be doing this year. Well, we do it through uh, audio, and like you, we get about. But the amount of getting about we're going to do compared to you is going to be minimal, I think. You've got a lot on your plate. Um, but anyway, welcome back as well, because you were in one of our early shows in your capacity as a business champion, and you were a former mayor. So, Councillor Hannah Gray, you've been there before, and you did it during the pandemic. Mm. This is a different time. Oh, very. And... It was an amazing year. It's always an honour. I know that phrase is overused, but it's always an honour and a privilege. And it's my second time of having the honour and privilege. But the first time, as you say, we were in the midst of the of the pandemic and it was really restrictive. So uh, we modernised the mayoralty by using lots of social media, films and podcasts and uh, videos and all of the things that I could think of to communicate out and make sure that uh, people were feeling supported and appreciated. 
we had amazing volunteers that put themselves forward. Um, I think it was four and a half thousand, something like that, within 24 hours. It was incredible, and Bromley is an amazing place. So this year, although I'll keep all of that social media um, modernisation in place, I will be able to actually go out. I could at the end of, of my last term, but this time, right from the beginning, I'll be able to go out and meet all of the incredible people that we have in Bromley. It is a passion of mine. Yeah, well, even <laughs> during the pandemic, you did a lot of meeting. Because I remember you were meeting people like delivery drivers, NHS yeah. people, volunteers mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, in normal circumstances then, and I know it's your particular take on it, each mayor brings her own thing. Um, what does the mayor of Bromley do? Well, we are the first citizen of the borough, and I believe it's our responsibility to show our care and passion and support for all members of our community, all members in our borough. And it extends beyond that. People that have been living in Bromley and have moved out and to support other mayors in and around London as well. But primarily for me, it's to support people in the borough and to shine a light on the fabulous work that people do here. It's in our DNA. We are made up of charities and small businesses and we come out, as I said before about the volunteers, we come out and we help people and we love to make a difference. So I believe the role of mayor is to show the support for all of the fantastic work that is done by the people of the borough. I know when he's going around it's on... It's just an bit. excuse to yeah. touch your knee. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's actually what you did when we first met. Oh, gosh, yes, way back then. That sounds really wrong, by the way. Does it? Well, we were, it was a we, we were in public. We were in and, public, it was a greeting. Yeah. And I'm and a we very touchy person. Down, so it wasn't like you were going... <laughs> no, it wasn't that kind of... It was more of those touches where I go, oh, I'll be back in a second. Mm. Uh, I've just got to go do something, you know, because I was helping to host the event that day. But you know what, I'm, we talk about let's talk better. Mm. A little substrand of that is that, uh, it's not yet, but it might be in the future, is that some people hate personal contact, but other people crave it. Yeah. And it'd be nice to make it a little bit more normal for people to accept contact, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it, you know, you're absolutely right, because that's a form of communication. Mm. And... Um, it may have been that the fact that that's how I communicate and build a rapport and relationship, and you could have been somebody who could have totally freaked out, not wanting to be touched or liked uh, in that way. And you know how how do we get over those barriers of communication? And again, it comes down to that self awareness of self and others, doesn't it? Well, it's also personal growth, because you said to me yeah. before that you were not a huggy person when you were growing up. No. Uh, and people can change. I never thought that I'd end up fronting a podcast. Well, where did this come from? I, as a PR, I like to be behind the scenes, and mm. now here I am. And you, of course, you've got your own show, which preceded this one as well. I mean, you just did your 100th episode the other week, your own 100th episode. A couple of weeks episode. ago, yes. Yeah. I'm now on 110 when it comes to Friday. Congratulations. I'm 10 up on you. The buzz. Yeah. Yes. Right, okay. Uh, what else have we got? Um, should we quickly whiz through the what's on? Uh, we could do. Um, and then we can do our buzz out, our special buzz out. Yes. Um, you
yeah, look on the bromleybuzz.uk website, what's on, you'll find it there. Okay. Uh, and people can go along, pay £20 and then go and look at what other people have and exchange items. Nice. And it's all in the name of helping people to not get rid of their clothes and you know be a bit unenvironmental with that. Be more sustainable. And, you know, I think that's a really, really good idea. And I suspect there might be a few posh frocks along there. At least I hope so. Is this Jill Hurst? Well, um, if I can make it down on Thursday, we don't know what day that is, is it? Uh, I don't, but I think it's weekend. Okay, well that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Then the 20th to the 24th of March, we've got the Startup Bromley Week. Um, so the subs, which are the, the Startup Bromley mm -hmm. members, they, you know, they need to check their email folders because they will know soon whether they have made it through to the finals. Mm. Well, that week has also got uh, displays and things mm -hmm. and, uh, and workshops, if I remember correctly. Yep, there's a whole um, range of workshops. Yeah, I think you you were, um, was it four days last year, or two or four days that you were in the glades yeah. uh, showing off... Uh, my here, we, here we go. Showing off my business. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> for this one. Vida Della Mariposa coaching. But you know what, if you're a small business out there and you haven't joined the startup Bromley, mm -hmm. then it's definitely worth it. Yeah. You know, there's the, the Bromley one, and you mentioned earlier on, Orpington, Biggin Hill, um, and then obviously there's Greenwich, if you're in that area, or Wandsworth now. Mm. You know something that's just occurred to me, for the purposes of video watchers, they're going to be going, sorry, what are these clips that you're talking about that... <laughs> that on is true. Yeah. But this is what we do because sometimes we have things that we've pre recorded mm. and sometimes we have people actually in the show. Yeah. Ah, fun ones. Chandra Sharma? Yes. When he guested with us? That was oh my god, that was funny because I was sitting on the opposite side. Yes. And you what two having that conversation across the working place tables. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that being funny, but uh, I wasn't the onlooker, I like you were. Mm, I was the onlooker, watching okay. Kofi going like that. It's like a tennis match. Ding, ding, ding. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't poke one of us to interrupt. No, not uh, at all, not at all. I don't always interrupt, but I always interrupt with kindness. Uh, finally, we've got the Orpington Literary uh, Festival, mm -hmm. the 15th to the 21st of June. Books, yeah, books, books, I books. think that's... Yes, books, books indeed, and authors and people doing talking. Uh, that would be good. Do love a bit of literariness. Mm. Mm. In fact, now I think about it, um, yes, you've got 30 Things I Love About Myself as mm -hmm. a book from me, which is part of the pathway to Let's Talk. And uh, we showed off rather rotten the other day, didn't we, when we were at that yeah. event? Yes. Yeah. Let's Talk by, oh no, I'm, I'm doing this to myself. I've already done Vida de la Mariposa. Uh, Nuha Athanayaka. Nuha Athanayaka, that's right. Let's talk oh, uh, better. Mm. And after that, there is the 1st to 30th of June, this is, the London Festival of Architecture comes to Penge and Crystal Palace. Mm. Mm. Oh, can I add to that? Um, um, I've forgotten the day, I think it's the 26th of March, that you're, um, myself, you and... Sarah are heading down to New Cross mm -hmm. for the Amity hosting of the um, the Anshan Arms, where Casper is one of the charities there as well. Yep. Music festivals, so that's going to be really good. Indeed. Nice um, coming. I know it's not in Bromley, but it's it's going to be a nice buzz out. Well, it's benefiting Bromley, or, or you is, know, yeah. the neurodiverse community, Absolutely. which is great. Casper's growing. Yeah, and we're off down to the Champagne and Restroom as well.
Of course, yes, I forgot about that. Mm. Yes, on the 16th of March. A beautifully named eel event. Eel. E-A-L. But anyway, no, a networking event there uh, at which you will be speaking. Uh, and so will Sarah Marsh Collins. She's doing LinkedIn and you're doing business growth mindset because you explained it in our last episode. Yes, and I remember. You did. Shockingly. Uh, we might pop, uh, we'll pop the link in for that. So if anybody's interested in going to the EEL and tr also trying out the Champagne um, Spinning Wheel restaurant there as well, uh, do come along. It's, um, it's a different form of networking and it uh, includes, the price of the ticket includes a lovely two-course meal. Nobody told me this. Yes. Brilliant. By the way, this is the script being written on Must Add Eel to the website. Please do. Yeah. Interact. But not a picture of an eel. Oh, I'm very tempted now. <laughs> I, think, I think that might end up being one. I might be in contact with the organisers to please stop messing with our brand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they are quite strict on their branding. Hmm. Great. Um, have you got anything else to add before we end our 100th episode? And drink more Prosecco. I'm looking forward to pouring the next bit. No, I don't have anything to add, but I mentioned Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust. How can we go through an episode of the Bromley Buzz without, well, we've done this before, but the 100th one without mentioning David, David Bowie, Bowie, culture icon of the Bible. Yes. So I'm glad I've actually, that's the best slip See? I've ever Subconsciously, had. Subconsciously, David Bowie is out there going, hey, you forgot on me. Yeah, isn't I'm it? a Bromley person. And of course, we didn't mention it in the news, but the news came out just the other day of mm. 80,000 pieces of memorabilia from his collection are not all at once, but going on display in Stratford uh, in wow. 2025, I think it is. Amazing. Yeah, but anyway, his namesake, as it turns out, uh, is Ziggy Schiffer. Sure. <laughs> uh, he passed away a little while ago, and it was an honour to meet him while he was here. And for someone who had been through death camps in Germany in the war, to come out with a message of don't hate was wonderful. And I just want to repeat that here in his own words when I heard them at Biggin Hill uh, Memorial Museum. Whatever you do, do not hate. Hate is the worst thing that can happen to you. If you don't like somebody, Say hello, goodbye, and that's it. But don't hate. The worst thing there is is hating people. Why could you? Okay. Just don't do it. Just Always touching. Yeah. Always touching. Sometimes very few words can really count. Yes. Okay. I'm not very good at very few words, as you may have noticed. We all have our moments, don't we? Yeah, some moments are longer than others. <laughs> <laughs> Right, shall we buzz out then? We shall indeed. We're going to buzz out with our usual jolly, jolly, buzzing, humming tune. Well, we were thinking about Over the Rainbow. We were, yeah. but I think I attempted to do it and you said it sounded a bit like Star Wars. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is the problem. You know what? Um, we have turned into critics since we've been doing this. So we've got Ourselves. our blog going. You reviewed, what was it the other day, Blood Brothers? I did, yes. You did, in conjunction with Sarah, who chipped in a few words. Mm -hmm. um, what else have you um, reviewed on that? Oh, day? I did the ballet, um, which was Swan Lake. Mm -hmm. um, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So I'm kind of taking on uh, a little bit of your PR role at the moment, mm. which I quite enjoy sometimes. I'm, you know, I'm not obviously a 
blog content writer, but what's great about it? Well, you are now. I am now. I'm, yeah. getting there. I'm getting there. It's great for my own business as well. Mm. You know, because I write articles for my um, Vida de la Mariposa coaching as well. So I think it's wonderful to do something slightly different. What I also I don't think really, I can do it all the time though, like you do. But I do like the style you employ, if I may say so. Um, because there is an honesty in the reviews. Neither of us are going to go into a production of anything and absolutely slate it. Mm. I've seen other people do that. Yeah. But you can either be directly or indirectly between the lines occasionally when we don't entirely love something or some part of something. Uh, and we do point out that you know bits and pieces of something can be better. But oh, yeah, you've enjoyed, the, the, essentially enjoyed, pretty much everything you've yeah, had. Yeah, I have. To. Because I'm, you know, you saying that as well, it's, you know, you, you're different from, I think, a lot of PRs, possibly. I mean, I haven't met, I think you're the only PR I know. Um, uh -huh. Jane, uh, Jane, Rogers, Jane Rogers, I know Jane Rogers, uh, but uh, I don't uh, know how she does the media PR like you do. She's, just, she's more of a copywriter. She's more of a copywriter, yeah. that's right. But, like you said, PRs tend to do more of the critique and they've got a, a, a certain type of voice when they write. Whereas my voice when I write is more me, as you hear me now, mm. and when I write, it's kind of similar. So I'm coming from the angle of not having that mindset as a PR. So I think it's more open in a way. Does that well, make sense? I'm, yeah, I'm an out-and-out -out professional writer, yeah. so I think very heavily about yes. things like the order I write. And the wording. Like uh, and by the way, as we mentioned, Jane Rogers, a little shout out to the Beckenham Business Association, oh, yes. where you have talked before. Mm -hmm. uh, so there you go. Anyway, that they was have a really. Up as well. yeah, they do. 16th of March. 16th of March. Yes, uh, that was a terribly long introduction on my part to what was about to be the bus. It was, but you know, there are things that we need, we suddenly remember that we need to mention as well. Yeah, that's. The joy of the buzzing. Well, this also shows, by the way, to our dear listeners and dear viewers in this case, mm. that we haven't had very much of this Prosecco yet, or we'd be having about a two hour episode and it would slow down as we went. Indeed. Right, let's buzz out so we can have a glass. Yes, the buzz is an indication of mood, so um, the more jolly and upright it is, the better we are. Fantastic. Yeah. So, on the count of three, do you want me to count it? Counting. A one, a two, a three. Adios. Would you believe in all this time? I've never felt really silly about that. No, I like being silly. Okay. That's the teacher side of me. Ah. Oh, do you know who does? You said the other day, last episode, you said in something you were going to do the teacher voice. I did. I'll yeah. do it next week. Okay. But anyway, do have the last word. On the uh, so thank you very much for listening to our 100th episode of the Bromley Buzz podcast. And here's to many, many, many more. We'll see you on our next one. From Zina Narani of Viva de la Mariposa Coaching and... Darren Wheeler, the easier to say in tune PR. <laughs>